just realized the other day that Nicole gets all the even numbers and I get all the odd numbers, Mm -hmm. which is awesome for me. She gets her lucky number 13. That's my birthday. It's my lucky number too, but it's not my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I was born on the Friday the 13th of some month, but I'm not going to tell you which which month. Which is exactly why she's a spooky bitch. I am very spooky. Very spooky. (laughs) I love it. Okay. We're so happy that you guys are sticking with us and you're listening. Oh, we are just so excited to keep going. And next week, we're going to announce our next topic. Yes, I am so excited for our October. Whoa, I'm so excited. I can't even speak already. I'm excited for our October topic so much. Yeah, we're going to announce it. I mean, we're recording this ahead of time, so sorry. (laughs) We're talking in the the past. But we are announcing that, and we are so excited about that. We've got some great cases lined up for the first two at least. I mean, I'm not sure... On my second one. So yeah. I have a couple ideas, I have a, yeah. but I haven't settled on anything yet. I really have to choose carefully what I want to do, because I want to do so many things. And I know we can eventually come back to all of that. It's oh, just, yeah. like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I should do this. No, wait, wait I should do this. But this case. But wait, but this but, one. But this one. But this. So, but <laughs> just, be, just be ready, because it's October, and you never know what you could be in for. <laughs> that reminds me when we were hanging out yesterday yeah. and I was doing my maniacal laugh and everybody was like, whoa, that is creepy. Creepy as I'm fuck. creepy as hell. See? I told my boss the other day, she was like, oh, I've been reading this spooky book. And I was like, I'm a spooky person. What's it about? Uh, <laughs> and then she was like, um, uh, this book. Uh, I'm, I'm a spooky person. What's I, your book about? I was like, I'm a spooky person. What's this book? Please explain. I will read. Cause Anything good? I mean, she gave me the title, and she told me she'd let me borrow it, but I haven't actually well, looked up what it's about yet. But she said it was good. What's it called? Do you remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds like my memory. <laughs> um, she wrote it down, and it's at my office, so I'll remember if I go there. <laughs> but we're not there, so we are at my house. So no, but it's very much the weekend. Uh-huh. Hi, guys. We're drinking another 19 crimes today. Guys, they pull out all the stops. This is so good. We've tried, what, three of their lime- wines and we've had another one lined up? Yes. And I'm so excited for the next one, too. I know. I can't wait for the next one. And this, but this was like, we try to alternate, like... Reds and whites. Reds and whites, if we can. Sometimes we'll, like, throw in a rosé or yeah. a Riesling or something. But we try to keep them separate, and so we're drinking this... 19 crimes today. It's hard shard. Yeah, a shard. It's a chardonnay. And it's so good. Yeah, we both try to sip before we started, and it's... <laughs> she, like, takes a sip and just goes, <gasps> You have to try this! <laughs> <laughs> My face. <laughs> wow. It's so good. Guys, 19 crimes. Highly recommend. We love them. Everything we've had so far is... From southeastern Australia, this one. It's exceptional. It is so good. So good. And we're so excited for the next one. I'm not going to spoil it because it's really cool. But like we said, we have this really cool um, wine page Yes. on our website. So if you want to see what we're drinking, I mean, some of them are Western New York wines. So you might yeah. not be able to find all of them. But we try to get, you know, national things. Who knows? But this is amazing. Yeah, I've, I've definitely come across a lot of New York wines, mm-hmm. like especially from the Finger Lakes that are really good and oh, yeah. like those have been a, a few like I saw a couple other ones like I sent you a photo of one when mm-hmm. I was at the store the other day and that was another New York one I and I was like I need these I know New York <laughs> ones are so great and I I used to 
like go out to school in western New York and they have like a whole wine country out there. That was my favorite thing to get, to do. My husband and I would go all the time. Yeah. And just drink drink wines. And you'd go on a trail. You can go like on the Chautauqua Wine Trail. Oh, yeah. Well, if you, now you know where I was. Um, the Chocolate <laughs> Wine Trail. Now. No, I'm not there now. And um, you'll be like wasted by the end of the day. Because, I mean, yeah, you're like oh, yeah. sipping and it's a tiny thing, but you're going to like case, six or seven wineries. So in case anybody doesn't know, the Finger Lakes is this like tree of lakes and they're all really long and mm-hmm. they stretch outwards and they literally look like fingers. They look like a hand and they stretch outward like your fingers. That's why they're called the Finger Lakes. And each one is just lined with like beautiful hotels and amazing wineries and breweries mm. and there is Vineyards, awesome. endless things to do. Endless. And I'm I'm going tomorrow. Oh with, yeah! Yes, Ryan That's and I are going saying. tomorrow to meet my parents for the day. We're gonna go wine tasting. I'm finally gonna find a wine that he likes. I am determined. <laughs> He's like, I'm not a wine person. And I was like, I'm gonna fix that. Tyler, isn't, <laughs> Tyler isn't really either. But when we go on wine things, he'll go with me, and he'll, yeah. and he'll he'll be a good sport. He'll try it at least. He'll try at least, and he he drinks wine with me sometimes. Yeah. But it's just like if there's beer in the house. Oh yeah. He's gonna drink the beer. Exactly, that's right. If he's or the whiskey. He's beer or the whiskey, and then. And we are so excited. I mean, this is you guys don't get to experience this. Is just me and Nicole. <laughs> but I made homemade apple cider in the crock pot. I mean, if we could share it with you, we probably I mean, would. <laughs> yes, but I can't. I'm sorry. I mean, if you would like a mason jar of my homemade apple cider, might I don't know how well that would keep in the mail. <laughs> might but get kind of gross by the time it gets to you. Might but... ferment. Who knows? It but might be we're, even better. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> get some hard cider there. Um, yeah, but we're gonna have that with some whiskey after this. We were talking about having it during the podcast, but we already have the wine. I know. And usually we get a little rowdy with the wine, even. So. Oh my god, I know. We were like, mm, maybe a bad idea. <laughs> That's why we don't re- record two in one day. I know. Because we'd be we've, wasted. We've said it before, and we're like. Ah, that's a bad idea. Let's just take it together on Saturday and record that afternoon, and then you stay on Sunday and we'll record that afternoon. Like, (laughs) that just seems better to me. Let's just not kill my liver in one day. Seriously. Um, I'm trying to think if we have any business. Not really. Nothing really to talk about. Oh, we have this great podcast that we wanted you guys, wanted to recommend to you guys. Oh, yes. They're kind of new, um, and they're called Film Noir Podcast. Um, they're like kind of like us, true crime and comedy, and they're two best friends. Ooh. Yeah. And they discuss, you know, crimes and conspiracies and scandals um, that were inspired by some of, like, our favorite films, I guess. Which really seems really cool. That is awesome. Um, they've posted three episodes. I've listened to them. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, I think you can get to, get to them on YouTube too, so you can watch their episodes as well. Yeah, see their their bio does say so you can find them anywhere podcasts can be. Yeah, found. so that's pretty cool. Um, they're gonna have some spooky content for Halloween. So um, they have a link in their bio. They're they're um, at filmnoir dot podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll make sure that when we post you know, this this episode yeah, that we put their little blurb in there because they're really yeah. great. And, and we'll link them in the show notes, And, too and we'll link them in the show notes because they are so awesome. And it's held by two friends, Natalie and Caroline. Shout out to you guys. We you love guys are awesome. We love what you're doing. And keep doing it. Keep being spooky. 
Um, and yeah, so... And I mean, I just want to say a special thank you because they reached out to us and they have been so great to talk to. They're so nice. And they said that they were fans. Oh! And our hearts exploded. <laughs> we're still new to this too, guys. And somebody was like, we're, we're not going to lie, we're fans. And Macy and I were like, oh my God! Like, what's happening? <laughs> it was like 8 in the morning and we're texting each other. We're like, we have fans! <laughs> listen to us when it's the first time somebody's not like I'm a fan I listen to you and like, it's yeah. so cool uh, yeah. it really is it feels awesome I get like chills like, really excited but we're so excited about you guys starting your podcast journey yes. and go listen to them um, I listened Definitely to a couple of their episodes and they are just fabulous and I can't t- wait to see Yes. Where they go? I know. Me so too. because we're we're going on the lo- the ride along with you girls. So yes, power to the ladies, lady friends. So let's <laughs> lady friends, lady friends. <laughs> um, and maybe ooh, maybe there's a collab in the future. Ooh. That would be fun. Ooh, so it might be hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um, I mean nothing is planned, but um, if you'd like that, <laughs> let us know, girls. Let us know. <laughs> um, anyway, without further ado, Nicole has a great case that I've never heard of, but Bailey. <sighs> Somebody will tell me that her last name I'm saying it wrong or something, but Bailey Sarian, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, I know her name is Bailey. She does the makeup and true crime videos, which mm-hmm. I think are really cool. Yeah. And um, she covered the case because you told me what the name of the person was. So yeah. I saw that the other day and I was like, oh, oh it was Bailey. <laughs> it's a spish. It's a spish. <laughs> it's a spish. So I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, d- yeah, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Everybody thinks that's so weird when we do it, but we literally do it all the time. I know. So <laughs> we had like a little, like a little get together last night with my parents, and the two of us sat there and were singing the song, and the whole room went quiet, and everybody was like, "What?" And I had to explain <laughs> that it's from Parks and Rec, and then everybody was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's that's great. That's, that's funny." Cool. That's <laughs> I just sat in the corner laughing our asses off. <laughs> but before we came to your house. <laughs> um, oh, my no. my neighbors are my uh, sister brother in law. Hey guys, if you listen, and um, they better. I mean, yeah, they better. But um, <laughs> Lisa was like, he's an FBI agent. Be careful what you do over there. <laughs> I was, she was like, you'll get arrested right on the spot. <laughs> I was like, for what? She was like, she was like, could be something, could be nothing. I honestly did kind of not process the fact. That it's not. It's like the first time you're meeting my dad, and yes, he's retired FBI. So like, so people but really they do that like, all the time. I had a friend. I had, I had a friend in college whose dad was in the DEA, and they mm. used to make fun of her all the time about that. So I'm not surprised that they, you know, it could be something, could be nothing. <laughs> I love it. It was funny. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But yeah, so guys, today. I am talking about the Black Widow of Laporte, Indiana. Dun dun dun. Oh, I'm so <laughs> Her name is Belle Gunnis. And she was born in. Okay, uh, let me just preface this with she's from Norway, and a lot of people in this story are Norwegian. Okay. And some of their names are really, really difficult. Okay. I'm gonna do my best. So, guys, I don't, don't hate me. What do, language do they speak in Norway? Norwegian. Is it Norwegian? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> that's quite honestly a guess. Um, I think it is. Norwegian. Okay. I well, I mean, language. if it was Italian or German or French, I could probably help. Or maybe Czech because of my singing chops. But it's... But it not is, Norwegian. 
I have read through this so many times, and there are a couple names that I am definitely going to be like, please don't shoot me. We'll spell it. <laughs> if you know how to say it. If you're Norwegian. Hit me up. Let hit me us know. Up. Be like, we want to know what we're doing wrong. Just be like, God damn it, woman, you cannot speak Norwegian. Never. <laughs> I probably really can't, so. <laughs> um, anyway, Belle was born in Selbu, Norway. S-E-L-B-U. Selba? Selba, yeah, I mean. She was born on November 22nd of 1859. She was the youngest of eight kids. And her her birth name, which this is going to be my first attempt here. Oh, okay. Was Brynhild Paulsdatter Storset. Brynhild? B-R-Y-N-H-I-L-D. Brynhild. Brynhilda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Brynhilda. Brynhilda. German. She doesn't keep this name. Well, I, I mean, who would? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Belle is so. Oh, I actually wrote it in here. I was like, I literally said to avoid to avoid offending anybody. I'm gonna not even try to pronounce her parents' names because they were so difficult. I literally stared. I stared at them. It was like I'm not. I'm not even gonna. Write you didn't put down. them into Google Translate. No. That's what I do. I have it speak it to me. That's <laughs> probably smart. It'll speak it to me. I should do that next time. Yeah, just put it in, and I mean, it'll probably give you some weird-ass translation that's not right, but just, just like, it'll tell, it'll have, like, a little speaker in the corner, you press it, it'll speak it for you. Oh, okay. I'll do that next time. They're not, like, important to the story or anything, they were just her parents, like, <laughs> they, I mean, they just birthed They just birthed this woman, no, but they're, like, they're not, like, um, a big part of the story. Okay. Um, so, she, <laughs> there's, um... A story that is told in one of the documentaries about her, and it's widely believed to be true, but there's no proof of it. Okay. But they say it's why she became the way she is, and it's when she was 18, she was pregnant. Okay. And this was in 1877, and she went to, like, a local dance, like a little country dance kind of thing. Okay. And while she was there, she was attacked by a man who kicked her in the stomach, and she had a miscarriage. Oh, bummer. Yeah. And apparently after this, she was not the same. Well, Everybody yeah. says she just, like, kind of... She used to be, like, kind of fun and upbeat, and then she just, like, went serious and mm. had no, like, emotion. And that's... Just, like, I mean, it's... I, I can imagine that's really hard, you that know? It must be so hard. I don't know anything. But... <laughs> Um, she grew to be a really tall woman. She was six feet tall and weighed over 200 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Okay. She became a large woman. And you'll see the the photos of her. There's actually very good family portraits of her because she had a lot of money. So right. So there's really good family portraits of her and her kids. Okay. And she looks scary. So after this happened, um, she decided she wanted to leave Norway. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask you, was she in Norway this whole time? Okay. Yeah. So her sister actually immigrated to the U.S. before her, and her sister wrote her often and was like, it's great out here. I'm doing really well. She met her husband. She was living the happy life in America, and Belle was like, I want that. Yeah. And she wanted that, and she wanted money. Yeah. She was very monetarily driven. Um, oh, God. So she spent three years, like, working nonstop on a farm. Okay. And saved every penny she made, and then in 1881, when she was 21, she traveled to the U.S. Okay. And when she first got to the U.S., excuse me, she settled in Chicago, in Illinois, 
And she ended up marrying a man in 1884, and his name was Mads Albert Sorensen. Okay. Yes, his first name is Mads. The first time I thought it was spelled wrong, I was like, that's an interesting name. People have weird names. I know. And actually... Especially back then, names were a little bit different. They, yeah, they definitely are different. And, like, a lot of them... I mean, I live down south. A lot of those names that are like that are becoming, like, a popular thing down south again. Mm -hmm. And then they also have the very southern names, like... Tyler, you know, knew this little girl named Tallulah oh, from one of his classes. That's actually a really cute and name. And she was so cute. And, Tallulah. I mean, it was, she was so cute. And they, so they have, like, uh, hey, I'm trying, there was Hayes. There's a little boy named Hayes, Hayes? in his class. Yeah. Uh, if I could preface this, my husband was a teacher down south. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> People are like, hey, what? Why did Tyler know a bunch of kids down south, Macy? Uh, Yeah, he was a teacher, and he had this classroom, and he would tell me about all these little southern kids, and they were so cute. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, she marries this guy, and two years after getting married, they open a confectionery store together, like a little bakery, and this business didn't do too hot. Uh Uh-oh. And it was not long after they realized that they weren't doing too hot that the store mysteriously burned down. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I can just see Belle Gettys, like, walking past the fire going, Don't be suspicious. Like, John Don't Ralphio. Don't be suspicious. Yes. <laughs> John Ralphio, is that you? Tajika said it's off. Tajika said it's off. That's one of my favorite. They're my favorite characters. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched Parks and Rec for the little guys, please do. do it. It's you, like The Office. If you haven't learned, we're going to quote that in The Office probably 18,000 times throughout this podcast. And all the memes. Podcast. All the memes. <laughs> if I find an office meme, it, it, you better be damn sure it's going up. I was going to say, I think probably about 45% of our memes are in the office. I know. And it's I, me. I'm the one that posts them. Because I'm obsessed. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> stop apologizing. I'm crazy. So, Belle actually blamed an exploding kerosene lamp for starting this fire, but they never found one at the scene. But the house burned, but or but it burned down, right? The store burnt down completely. So then they wouldn't have found evidence of it. Well, they said it was like a kerosene lamp, but they couldn't find like any oh. like evidence of that being what started the fire. They couldn't even oh. find like any or, evidence like, at all. The evidence of a kerosene thing, like a kerosene oh. lamp being oh, there. Oh, okay. So like they were like they were like, ah! well, I guess this could be true, but it's probably not because that's yeah. suspicious. But it didn't really matter. The insurance company paid them, and they got a butt ton of money. And they bought a new house with that money. Oh. And, okay. So, Belle and Mads had four kids together. And a couple of my sources were arguing about whether or not they were adopted or they were actually her children. Okay. But from what I can find, they were her children. Okay. It seemed like more sources leaned towards they were her kids. Okay. Because she had... Four kids, Caroline, Axel, Myrtle, and Lucy. And then it said she had an adopted daughter. She had a fifth kid that they specifically were like, she was adopted. Okay. That's why I was like, I don't know why they'd be like, here's this one adopted daughter, here's the other four. By the way, I don't think any of them are hers. I was like, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) So I believe those first four were actually her children. Okay. And the adopted daughter's name was Jenny. With an I-E at the end, which I really like, actually. (laughs) Um, 
On June 13th of 1900, Belle and her family, this is where, this is how I kind of put this together that I think they were her kids. Belle and her family were counted in the U.S. Census in Chicago. It recorded her as the mother of four children and one adopted child. Okay. Yeah. If it's the census, yeah, that exactly. makes sense. <laughs> and it, it also said at that time that only two of those blood-related children were living. Were living. Mm-hmm. So the other ones were dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Allegedly, two of her kids, Caroline and Axel, died as infants because of acute colitis. Do you okay. know what colitis is? I think so. It's basically when you get... I'm probably not going to explain this 100%. I actually know a girl that has colitis. Um, I apologize if I don't get this entirely right. I kind of know what it is. It's basically you have really bad, like, periods of your stomach. And, like, you go to the bathroom a lot. Okay. And, like... It's like your stomach hurts. Yeah, you get... And it's, like, kind of... It's, like, not... I'm going to be gross here. It's, like, it's a lot of diarrhea. It's, like... You're, it, but like you're in and out of the bathroom like all day Come long. Look it up. Um, and it, it's not fun. And if it gets too bad and you're not treated for it, you can die for it, die from it because you can become dehydrated. Okay, so we paused for a moment so that we could look up what colitis is because I, yeah. I definitely don't want to get that wrong. Yeah, I really don't want to offend anybody. And, it is. And you said it's an inflammatory reaction in the colon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yes. often autoimmune or infectious. Okay, yeah. And it causes you to go to the bathroom a lot and you can die from it. Ooh. And so her kids they were said to have died from acute colitis okay. as infants. Now, here's the thing. The symptoms of colitis are almost exactly the same as being poisoned. And here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Hang on to that little nugget of fact. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow, I'm really terrible. I did write it down. (laughs) Because the symptoms include nausea, fever, diarrhea, and lower abdominal pain and cramping. Okay. Yeah. God, we ate lunch like right before I came over here. Oh yeah. And we went to Hides and got hot dogs. What's that? You never been to Hides? No. Oh, We're so good. Hides. I don't know what that is. So good. Tyler felt bad one time because you were like home alone and he knew you were home alone, and he was like, "Invite her over. We're gonna go to this like we wanted to take us to like this fish fry place." That oh. was like, but it was like forty five minutes away. And I was like, mm, "No, we're not doing that." Like, I don't want to drive that far, but he was like, "Is she? By, I think she's by herself. You should fight her. We're gonna go to dinner." Oh, that's so sweet of him. And I was like, mm, "We're not going there, though." <laughs> oh, when was that? I don't know. It was a while ago. Oh. It was funny, and, and I was like, "No, I think she's busy." <laughs> and she has plans with Ellie or something. Ellie or something. I, say, I tend to like. I feel like the days that Ryan works late, I tend to like take myself places. Like I don't like the other day I went and got my nails done. Yeah. Like other days, like I'll run and I'll do like my shopping. I'll do like my necessity shopping on Walmart and little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I think you were with your friend Emily, and I was like, mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's busy. But I mean, <laughs> and then you were like, I'm busy. But I was like, okay, because I didn't like ask you like outright about it. You like mentioned it. I was like, oh. But anyway, Tyler was like, we have to take her to this place. But uh, and then it didn't work out. Oh, so. that's uh, really nice of 
tell me. <laughs> He's a sweetie. <laughs> he tried. Anyway. Any, anyway, that was. Turn that off track thing again. Sorry, guys. Kind of not sorry. Also, by the way, if you hear some jingling, my dog is in the room and she kind of keeps getting up and traipsing and walking around. So if you hear like little tag jingling, that's my dog. <laughs> sorry, we can't help it. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, her. So like I said, her um, the two infants died of a supposed acute colitis. Same symptoms as poisoning. Ugh. And once again, remember this nugget. That just does not bode well. <laughs> Both infants were insured, and they collected money on both of their lives. Insured? So they both had life insurance policies. A baby? Babies. And they collected money on both of them. That's crazy. Okay. So, there is, uh, there is also, later on, an article in the New York Times from May 7th of 1908 that says, Two children were buried in the family plot in the Forest Home Cemetery. Oh. So. Yeah, yeah, that seems suspicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you weren't trying to look like that, Belle, well, you failed. Just don't be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really well, wish I could make one of those memes where you take, like, the picture and you make their mouth move, and I want to make her <laughs> sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> So, so anyway, <laughs> on July 30th of 1900, her husband died of heart failure. Oh. Now, July 30th of 1900 happened to be the one day that both of her husband's life insurance policies overlapped. Oh, so she'd get them both at the same time? So she could collect both of them. Oh. So the first doctor to see him believed he was suffering from strychnine poisoning, which is just a type of, like, arsenic poisoning. But after the first doctor saw him, they brought him to the family doctor, and the family doctor assured everybody that they had been treating him for an enlarged heart. Oh. So they ruled it a natural death, and she collected both insurance policies. Oh. And there's, like, no toxicology back then, you know? Nope. No way to test for that kind of shit. And uh, from this, Bella ended up collecting $8,500 from both policies, like, together. together. Ooh. Today, that is anywhere from about two hundred sixty dollars to $270,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, everything was, like, 10 cents. She made bank of killing people. That sucks. <laughs> Sorry for those people. Um, my ears are hot. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm literally <laughs> holding a wine glass to my ears right now. <laughs> the second I drink wine, my ears are like, you're on fire. I came home from your house yesterday. Sorry, I'm yawning. Woo! <laughs> I'm not tired. Um, but wine sometimes does that. And my face was like beet red. <laughs> I was like, whoa! And we were sitting outside by the fire, too, oh, so I yeah. really didn't know. I was like, oh, crap. I look like a crazy person. <laughs> anyway. So, the Sorensen family was not happy with this. They were like, there's no way that he died from a large heart. We had never heard of this. Like, he would have told us about that. Right. He was being treated for it. They believed he had been poisoned, and they wanted his body exhumed, and they were like, we want you to do another investigation, do another autopsy. 
and nothing became of it. They, 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 they just, they just didn't do it. That's what like the his, his own family was like exhume the body and do another test, and they were just like, nah. They just didn't do it. I hate that. It's like that's just so screwed up. I hate when people do that. And so with this insurance money is when Belle purchased the farm on the outskirts of Laporte, Indiana. Oh. So she travels from Chicago to Indiana. And while she's in the middle of moving, she meets a recent widower named Peter Gunnis. <laughs> okay. So he was also an immigrant, um, excuse me, an immigrant from Norway. <laughs> an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh God. I have not even had a glass of wine yet. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> With my first glass. Sorry, I am not... An alcoholic. <laughs> Just drinking a glass of water. So, uh, you made me laugh. <laughs> she needs a second to compose herself. Oh my god. So, so, Peter and Belle got married on April 1st of 1902, and honestly, I laughed at the date because April Fool's motherfucker. This is gonna suck for you. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I literally wrote in my in my notes this is freaking ironic. Um, <laughs> so he ends up moving to Indiana with Belle. At this point, Belle has. Um, oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I actually missed something here. Belle actually, um, after um, Mads died, uh-huh. she gave birth to his child. Um, oh, okay. And his name is Philip. Okay. So she has three kids left. Lucy, Plus the adopted one. Lucy, Myrtle, Philip, and their adoptive daughter, Jenny. Okay. And the other two were dead. And the other two were dead. Got it. Got it. Got it. Caroline and Axel have died. Um, so they all move to Indiana together. Peter, they get married and comes with them. He has a child named Swanhild. Swan, S-W-A-N-H-I-L-D. Swanhild. Okay. <laughs> Again, they're all from freaking Norway. No offense, guys. I just really am not Swan? good. Swan? I usually W is like, a, I know in dub in German a Swanhild? W is a V. Swanhild. Swanhild. Yeah, maybe. It's actually kind of a cool name. I am Swanhild. Yeah, I love yelling <laughs> at people in German. It's so funny because you can be saying like the nicest thing, thing to them and they think that you're like being mean. Have you seen the video of the person that like calls cats and they, no. there, and they like call cats in different languages and then they finally they call them in German and the and cat's they like, finally come. what? Yeah, they're like, what? The cat like, immediately turns doing? around and ignores yep. them. I like the video where it's like they say it in English, they say the word in English, they say the word in Spanish. Oh. They say it in Italian, they say it in French, and then it's German, and it's like, da 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 They pick, like, beautiful words, and it's like, butterfly. Papillon. Papillon. It's my favorite one. I'm sorry. We're so off tangent. My favorite one is hospital. It's like, hospital. Hospitale. And, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> German is Krakenhaus. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I've seen that and I love it. It's so funny. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> we are really on tangents today. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, we haven't hung out as much this week. 
<laughs> we really haven't. Um, so they move into this house, and one week after their wedding, Peter's infant daughter died of unknown causes. Svanhild? So, no, I'm sorry. He had I didn't finish that sentence because we got caught up on Svanhild. He had Svanhild, and he had an, an infant who they didn't have the name of. Okay. None of the sources had the name, but he had two kids, and one was an infant. Okay. And the um, baby died. And the baby died of unknown causes a week after the wedding. That's so weird because back then, I feel like that happening was not so weird. It was kind of commonplace. Yeah. That infants well, died kind of Especially because back then, they didn't know that when babies were born, there could be something wrong here and there. Right, they right, right. They didn't know what to test for, what to look for after a baby's born. So right. something so simple could go wrong. And exactly. They didn't think anything of it. So... Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. She's having a hard time. <laughs> I'm not burping on the podcast, I promise. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, earlier you were like, I have the hiccups. And I, I was like, oh damn it! I'm making all kinds of sounds right now. <laughs> That's alright, I'm literally like, hmm, that's fine. <laughs> so, in December of that same year, her husband, Peter, died. Mm. Now, okay. this is where things kind of start to get a little fishy. So, if it wasn't already, <laughs> it it was first said. Bell first said that he was working near the stove, and he ended up getting scalded with brine, and that killed him. That'd give you burns on your body, but it wouldn't kill you. Well, that's not true. Depend. You can get pretty burn burn pretty badly, and your heart can fail. Yeah. Especially if you go in a shock and, like, nobody's around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, pouring a little bit of hot, of boiling water on you is just... I mean, it's going to hurt like fucking hell. But I don't feel like that would kill you. Mm-hmm. Wait, but don't they have his body? Oh, so, hold on. Later... I'm getting ahead of She said, off. that's not true. I'm mistaken. He was hit in the head by a falling sausage grinder. It fell from a shelf high above the stove and hit him in the head. And you forgot about that how? No shit, right. That's totally different from being burned, but okay. And did he have visible burns on his body? No. That's so, mm, yeah. <laughs> They're like, man, you suspicious. Tell us the truth. <laughs> and then she says another suspicious. So the coroner actually labeled his death a murder and called in what was called the coroner's jury to, the, in, to discuss. Okay. So they came in and they were like, yeah, this is fucking suspicious. And they also received word that Belle's adoptive daughter, Jenny, was overheard telling a classmate that her mother killed her father with a meat cleaver. When asked about this later, she denied that she ever said it. Oh, so, I don't like it. Through fake crocodile tears, Belle managed to convince the coroner's jury that she did nothing wrong and that she, it was just a total freak accident. And they said, okay, fine, they ruled it. An accident. But that's the thing with, like, Lizzie Borden, too. They, like, didn't think that a woman could c commit such a heinous fucking crime. Mm -hmm. So, like, they just were like, oh, there's all this evidence that kind of stacked up against you, but never mind. Then. So that's, like, the same fucking thing. And in all, in, excuse me, in all of this, they had no real evidence either to say that she didn't. Yeah, they were just like, mm, what do we do? Aside from, like, that weird thing where they 
somebody overheard Jenny saying something, but she denied it. But, you know, kids and say weird shit all the time. Exactly. So they had no proof, and so they just, they let her off the hook. That went away. Ugh. Peter's brother then came down from Wisconsin and took Svanhild from Bell and moved back to Wisconsin with the child. Okay, so yeah, great. he was like, I'm not leaving, because he had, he was suspicious. He was like, okay, your infant died, and now my brother's dead. I'm going to come take my last living nie- nephew, and we're going to move. Yeah, we're, bye. Bye. And so he came, took Sunhield and left. Okay. And so she's once again with just four kids. Okay. The three of her own. The three of her with own. With her first husband and then the adoptive. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I keep having to repeat this. We've gone on a couple of tangents. It's, it's okay. <laughs> she, she also has, like, a lot of kids. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of children that come in and out of this. All right. <laughs> so, Blended families. Um, it is actually said today that Svan Hild is the only child to ever survive living with Belle. Who o- only one? The only child to ever survive living. With so her. even the ones that she has right now may not survive. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. This gets juicy. Yippee. Let's do it. So once again, Belle collected insurance money for Peter's death, and how is she doing this when she's moving? How, like when you call, like you can't even call somebody to be like, hey, hey, insurance agent, right. let me make this thing. Nope, that's not how that works. And. Then, a um, couple years passed, and in 1906, Belle explained that her adoptive daughter, Jenny, had left to go to college in Los Angeles. And she just, like, was telling her neighbors this. And mm. Jenny was never seen again. That seems not correct. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to keep singing, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Bits with the story but so loud. Literally, like, every time she stops to go on a tangent, I have, like, or maybe stop to, like, <laughs> like be like, woo, about what's happening, I want to sing. But I'm, I'm like, oh, don't do it too much. Don't be a freak. <laughs> <laughs> We're already freaks. We host a true crime podcast. Who cares? <laughs> So a year later, Bell hires a handyman, and his name is his name is Ray Lampfear, and he okay. kind of just helps with chores, does stuff on the farm, farm duties, and everything because awesome. they live on a big farmland. And in, in the same year, Bell began advertising in local newspapers, um, from Chicago newspapers to like Norwegian immigrant newspapers, in the matrimonial columns. <laughs> she was advertising for suitors. Hey, look! I've gotten all of my husbands killed, but please marry me, and you can have my dowry of my farm. I mean, I don't know. I know they had dowries. <laughs> the advertisement read, Calmly Widow, who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in LaPorte County, Indiana desires to make the acquaintance the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with view of joining fortunes. No replies by letter considered unless Sunder is willing to follow answer with personal visit. Triflers need not apply. And a trifler is just somebody that didn't have serious intentions. No weren't sure. Yeah. Okay. I figured. So apparently Bell received a shit ton of responses from this. <laughs> E-harmony! Seriously, it was like the E-harmony of the 1900s. <laughs> um, <laughs> the newspaper. The first suitor to arrive, his name was John Moe, 
And he came, okay, this is when things start to get batshit crazy. Oh. He came all the way from Elbow Lake, Minnesota. This is over 630 miles away. How did he get her advertisement? Well, she local, she advertised in, like, Norwegian immigrant papers. That oh, were, like, oh, oh, I thought it was, like, a local paper. Well, she did local, and then she did, like, these immigrant newspapers that were wider spread. Oh. So she attracted a lot of Norwegian immigrants that were settled all around. Got it, got it. So all of these men came from very far away. Ugh. And just so you understand, 630 miles, that's about 9 to 10 hours by car. And Back more by then, than having a car was kind of rare. Yeah. Like, everything was still kind of new to that and traveling that far like we still had planes and stuff but it was kind of a new thing so as requested john showed up with this money and put towards paying off her it was all put towards paying off her mortgage it wasn't enough to completely pay it off but it was a good chunk of it and neighbors reported that she introduced him as her cousin what yeah so weird right okay and after a week of being there, John was never seen again. <laughs> he just... Uh, I'm sorry, the murder is not funny, but I just keep singing Ghost Pieces Pieces in my head, so I can't help it. <laughs> so he just up and vanishes a week after showing up at her house. That's scary. And a little while later, another suitor arrived, and his name was George Anderson. He came from, and if I say this wrong, people from Missouri, feel free to yell at me. Tell me in a nice way that I did this wrong. Tarkio? Tarko? T-A-R-K-I-O. Tarkio? Okay. Missouri, which is about 550 miles away, eight to nine hours by car. Another Norway immigrant. Norwegian immigrant, sorry. And Belle told George over dinner that she wanted him to pay off her mortgage. And he was like, okay, maybe if we get married down the line, that can be done. Okay. Reasonable. George woke to find Belle standing over him that night. And when he woke up, he was freaked the fuck out, and she took off and ran from the room. And he was like, what the fuck? That's really goddamn weird. Packed up all his shit and left. So George was actually the only man to ever survive visiting Belle's farm. Just like that one child. Just is like the, the only child, child to ever survive. He is the only man. That's scary. I would, yeah, I would pack up my shit and be like, bye, have a nice life. <laughs> so at this time, Belle began having large empty trunks delivered to the house frequently. A man named Clyde Sturgis said he delivered dozens of these large trunks to her house, which she just would like effortly swing up onto her shoulder and like carry in the house because she was a beefy woman. Yeah, hefty woman. But like, hmm, I don't know what you're doing with those giant empty suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Um, and she also began keeping her shutters closed 24-7. Okay, so your house is already dark because you, like, basically have, like... I mean, I bet, I bet like, rural places like that barely had any electricity. I mean, I mean, I'll post a pic. You'll see a picture of the farm. And it's very spread out, and it's definitely set far back. And Yeah, like, you don't have electricity. You're fucking closing your blinds. And it's a long water. You can't water see shit. Too. It's a long water. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, there's like a, a river that long, runs alongside it. Um, the next man that showed up was Ole B. Budsberg. Ole, and, like O-L-E? Yep, and okay. I love this man's name. The first time I read it, I was like, Ole B. Budsberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And he came from Iola, Wisconsin, which is about 300 miles away, so it's about five hours by car. And he was seen at the Laporte Savings Bank on April 6th of 1907, where he mortgaged all of his land in Wisconsin, signing over the deed to his house, and he and returning for thousands of dollars in cash. So he did all of this stuff and then came back later to get the cash. Get the cash. Ooh, okay. And Olby's son figured out that he had done this and wrote to Bell and was like, because he knew that's where his father was going and was like, hey, like, yeah, what the fuck? Where's my dad? What's going on? Why is he giving he away sold all, all of his land, got rid of all of his money, where'd he go? And she said she'd never seen him. She said he never showed up. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I, I can't do my suspicious dance anymore because it's just all suspicious. It's all suspicious. <laughs> Anytime something happens, just imagine us singing that, okay? So, and this just keeps going. So over the next couple months, dozens of suitors and men came looking for your handyman jobs. And they, either way, would end up just never being missing. seen. Missing. Missing. Oh, okay. And in December of 1907, Bell began exchanging letters with a man named Andrew Helgeline. Okay. And he was from Aberdeen, South Dakota, which is 760 miles away. Shit. About 12 to 13 hours by car. Oh my gosh. And now I'm going to read you this. And it's, it's said that this is a letter that was found in Helgeline's home that was dated January 13th of 1908, and it's said to have been from Bell. And a couple people said that this was made up by a local news source. Some people said that it was an actual letter that she sent him. Okay. It just says... <laughs> now, this is, like, written in kind of old English, so... Bear, bear with, with us. To the dearest friend in the world, no woman in the world is happier than I am. I know that you are now to come to me and be my own. I can tell from your letters that you are the man I want. It does not take one long to tell when to like a person. And you I like better than anyone in the world I know. Think, think how we will enjoy each other's company. You, the sweetest man in the whole world. We will be all alone with each other. Can, I, can you conceive of anything nicer? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think of you constantly. When I hear your name mentioned, and this is when one of the dear children speaks of you, or I hear myself humming it with the words of an old love song, it is beautiful music to my ears. My heart beats in wild rapture for you, my Andrew. I love you. Come prepared to stay forever. That's scary. The ending just, like, sent chills. Yeah, come prepared. Like, now that, like, I know about this lady and I know that she's a fucking serial it's... killer, that creeps me the fuck out. Come prepared to stay forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like I said, there are arguments about whether or not she wrote this letter or There's no, like, up. signature, like, sincerely or ball best or whatever. There was one source that said... Um, there is actually somebody that has a collection of the letters that she did write to Andrew. Okay. They said that this is not one of the letters that they had, but this was supposedly found separately in Andrew's house. So I couldn't find truly whether or not she wrote this or if it was made up like some sources said. Huh. So okay. take that with a grain of salt. 
It could be real, it could not be. But if it's real and she said, come prepared to stay forever, that's fucked up. Creepies, all goddamn him. <laughs> <laughs> so that same month, Andrew flew from Indiana, um, to Indiana, sorry, to be with her. He brought a check worth the entirety of his savings account, which was promptly deposited into her account. And uh, just a few days later, Andrew was never seen again. <laughs> Don't come she, back. She's not a... very good at like the. Maybe I should wait a little bit so it's not so suspicious. Yeah, she's just money like, grab. I got the money. Kill him. <laughs> Thanks for your money. Uh, bye. So, oh excuse me. Um, <laughs> that same month, um, Andrew's brother. I want to say his name is Asel. A S L E. A S L E. Azel? Uh, Azel. Yeah, okay. I'll say Azel. If I'm wrong, don't be mean. Just tell me how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. I am not Norwegian. Um, but Azel wrote to Bell concerning lack of contact from his brother, and Bell said he had left to visit relatives in Norway. Like, just chose to go visit some relatives. And Asel was like, that's not right. He would have told me. It's also my family. He would have been like, hey, bro, I'm going home. Yeah, like, yeah. So he didn't really believe her. And she actually invited him to come visit. And he did. Oh, no. But it took him a few months to get there. Okay. Because, again, it was, he lived about as far away as his brother, which was about 12 to 13 hours, which back then is not an easy travel. Not 12, 13 Hours is probably more than that. Yeah. Days. I say that's like that is the time I got Google mapping it currently today. So like that's yeah. if I were to drive from Laporte to where he lived. Exactly. Now and so back then it was probably even longer. Um, the um, sorry, I just lost my place. So the letters that Bell wrote, like I mentioned, are still actually around. So, they had a writing analyst look at these letters that she wrote to Andrew, Uh and he said that these letters are written so hastily and carelessly. Like, she just didn't actually give two shits about this guy. She wanted him there, and she wanted his money. But the words are so inviting. That's what's creepy. If they write this hastily, but... Wow. And she and they said it was just enough to lure him without true effort. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Okay. Yeah. And um before Andrew actually arrived, Belle started having issues with her hired hand Ray. Okay. So he's still there, he's still working at the farm. It was reported that he was apparently madly in love with her. <laughs> and he was not entirely happy about all the suitors coming around. Right. And He said he'd do anything for her, and he finally had had enough of all the suitors coming around, and Belle was like, I don't give two shits. Yeah, I pay you, Like, you're fired. And she fired him on February 3rd of 1908, and she claimed that he began to harass her and threaten her to spill her secrets. So he was going to say, like, I know all your secrets, you better hire me back or something. Yeah. Okay. He continued to show up on the farm, 
until eventually she had him arrested for trespassing. And Bell actually became concerned that he would give up the secrets of what she had done. And she turned to her lawyer and said that Ray had begun making threats towards her, saying he would burn the house down. So the day, the day she went to, sorry, I'm going to restart that sentence. That didn't come out right. <laughs> so that day she went and she met with her lawyer and she actually updated her will. Okay. And she changed it so that everything would be left to her children and the rest would be left to an orphanage in Chicago. Okay. This to me was just weird. I yeah. was like, that doesn't make any sense. This woman is not the caring kind of person. No, yeah. But anyway, Bell never reported these threats to the authorities, to anyone. Just the lawyer. Just said it to the lawyer and then huh. updated her will. Okay. So on April 28th of 1908, Bell had a new hired hand and his name was Joe Maxson. He woke up to the smell of smoke. He attempted to call out to Bell and try and find the kids, but the fire was way too strong. He actually ended up having to jump out of the second story window. Ooh, oh yeah. wow. Okay. Um, he, and then he couldn't, I mean, back then, phones weren't really a thing, so he had to run to the nearest town to get the fire help. And by the time any of the fire crews got back, it was too late. The house was, was just burned to the ground. Burned to the ground. Ooh, okay. And so they immediately begin trying to smother what's rest of the burning, and they've been searching. They find four bodies down in the basement. It is the bodies of Lucy, Myrtle, and Philip, her three children, and a headless woman. Jenny. Nope. Who? Belle. She's headless? Ooh! Okay, this just got juicy as shit. Because Jenny went missing. Now, let me tell you, they never found the head. Oh. Ever. To this day, they do not have a head for this body. <gasps> okay. Belle's lawyer came forward and was like, hey, she said Ray was making threats that he was going to burn her house down. So authorities immediately went and they got Ray. And they were like, what the fuck? And he was like, I never made these threats. I don't know what you're talking about, but they had a witness come forward that claimed they saw Ray running from the house as the flames erupted from the roof. Uh oh. Okay. So as the authorities began to investigate, the <laughs> they had they tried to identify the headless body, and every single person that came forward to try and help identify the body was like, "There is no way this is Belgunis." The body was nowhere near as tall as she was oh. or as heavy as she was. They said even with like an estimation of where how, how her head would have been, yeah. she only the body they found only would have been about five foot three. Uh, and she was big, she's tall. They said she was over six feet tall and weighed almost two hundred pounds, and they said this body couldn't have been more than 150. Oh. And a local dress shop actually came forward that had sewn some clothing for uh-huh. Belle and was like, these are her measurements. Like, this is her size. And it didn't fit. Oh, gosh. So they were like, there's no way this is Belle. But they had no way to tell because the bodies were so charred. Right. Um, they analyzed the contents of her stomach. 
and they found, again, evidence of strychnine poisoning. So, so probably not Belgunis. Just the thought. Just throwing that out there. So as they're searching the scene, one of the um, the authorities comes forward and is like, I found teeth. And they found like part of a jaw with some teeth in it, and it had some gold teeth like tooth work done. Okay. And um, bridge work is what they called it. And they were like, okay, well, get Bell's dentist. So they went to Bell's dentist and they like were like, hey, did you do this kind of work? And he said, yes, I did that kind of work on Bell's mouth. And based on that alone, they said, okay, that's Bell Gunness's body. I'm flabbergasted. I can't believe that. Yeah. Oh, just because I found this random piece of bone over here. It has teeth. It had like similar bridge work done. They were like, oh yeah, I did that. But similar, not the same. That's the thing. That's it's like, so far. And they actually, um, they actually ended up testing this theory, which I will talk about in a little bit. I won't get into that just yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> but at that time was also when Andrew's brother arrived. Oh. So Isabelline arrived in the report, and he he got there, and the authorities were everywhere, and he was like. I came here to look for my brother. My brother came here, like, he came here off, they were writing letters to each other, love letters, and she claimed that he left to go back to Norway, and that's bullshit. Like, I know my brother. That's not him. He would not do that. I think she did something to him. Yeah. And so, based on that, um, well, that and then <laughs> Joe Maxim, her new hire hand, also came forward with some weird information. And said, at one point, Belle had ordered him to get a ton of dirt. And she had hogs in the farm. <gasps> They're and omnivores. They're omnivores. <laughs> They'll eat anything. There was a lot of uneven Ew. ground in the hog pen, and she wanted her, him to get a bunch of dirt and even out the ground in the hog pen. Ew. So like authorities were like, between what Isil's saying and what Joe is saying, that's really freaking bizarre. So armed with this information, the sheriff went and brought a dozen men back to the farm to start digging. Okay. The first body that was found was Belle's adoptive daughter, Jenny. Ugh! Okay. That was quickly followed by the discovery of two children that were unidentified. And uh -oh. they're still unidentified. Oh no, Okay. And then after that... Like babies or children? Like it just said two unidentified children. Okay. So I want to assume like like four yeah. to like yeah. eight years old. Okay. Children. Okay. Children. Got it. And then the fourth body that was found was Andrew Helgling. Ooh. Yes. So from here they brought in more men and they kept digging and the list just explodes. <laughs> oh no. Because what happened was Belle would go from feeding the, the hogs to being too lazy and burying the bodies. So there were some that Some were got... buried and then some are never accounted for. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is fucked. Hey, this is again, I wrote in, I wrote in my parentheses, I apologize for pronunciations. <laughs> uh, 
This is a list of confirmed people that were found. Okay. So they found Oldie Bugsburg. Okay. Which broke my heart. Oh, <laughs> they found, Oldie. They found a man named Thomas Lindbo, Henry Gerholt, Olaf Svenhurd, S-V-E-N-H-E-R-U-D, Svenhurd. Svenhurd, yeah. Svenhurd. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm not trying to laugh at you or your culture or anything. I just am... I almost <laughs> failed every language class I have ever had to take from middle school Are up you to serious? college. I am the worst at languages. And then there's my sister who takes a language class and, like, she was taking freaking Chinese in college and was, like, they loved her because her handwriting is so perfect and she could write all the symbols so beautifully and, like, oh. she's so good at that stuff. And you put a language in front of me and I'm just, like, okay, so in mi pantalones, there's cheese in my pants. So <laughs> that's about as much Spanish as I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally don't, I don't do languages, so I apologize that's in advance. That's so funny. <laughs> But then they also found the body of Joe Moe, or sorry, John Moe, and Olaf Lindblom. And then they also found a ring that had the initials SB engraved into it, but just wasn't attached to a body, wasn't... Ooh, okay. But it didn't match anybody that they found. Oh. So, if you're counting, that is Jenny, the two unidentified children, Andrew, Olby Budsberg, Thomas, Henry, Olaf, John, and another Olaf. That's 10 people right there. That's crazy. And then the ring, if that came from a person, makes 11. Oh. So, once this kind of started getting out, uh -huh. people were like, wait a second. I like, my brother, father, husband, or not husband, but like, this person I know claimed they were going to Indiana to meet a woman. It could oh be. Oh my god. And they, I haven't heard from them again. <gasps> now, <Okay. laughs> I am going to read this list because I feel it is necessary. They are, it's a list of potential victims. These bodies were not found. Though all the ones that I just found were the only bodies recovered yeah, from like, her farm. The fucking pigs, they eat anything. Exactly. Criminal lines, you'll know that. But all of these names that I'm about to read were all people that came forward that had similar stories about a man in their life that went out to Indiana to meet a woman, took their money, never came back. Okay, I'm gonna keep a running count, so. William McGay, Herman Conitzer, Charles Edmund, George Berry, Christy Hilkvin, Charles Nieberg, John H. McJunkin. Sorry. <laughs> His last name is literally McJunkin. I, that's I'm spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. Olaf Jensen, Henry Bisg, Bert Chase, Tones Peterson Lean, George Bradley, TJ Tyfland, Frank Reidinger, Emil Tell, Lee Porter, John E. Hunter, George Williams, Ludwig Stoll, Abraham Phillips, Benjamin Carling, Og Gunderson, Ole Olson, Lindner Nicholson, Andrew Anderson, Johan Sorensen, and then a man named Hinkley that you don't get the full name of, plus six others whose names were not given. Oh my god, that's like over 30 people. Yes. 
That's scary. Plus the 10 that they found. Plus the 10 that they found. Oh, that's like up in the 40s. Jeez. And the bodies that they did find were found in such a crude way because they had been buried and all together and the way that they uncovered them, it just like the bones were mangled and there was actually a lot of body parts that didn't match with things. Oh, So like they had a really hard time actually determining if there was more bodies than what they found because like some of the bones got mixed together they couldn't figure out like okay so we have like confirmation on these people but is this actually his leg like did that come from I'm him I'm dying like, this is like I can't this. that's crazy so they say that that day they believe they found 12 to 13 bodies buried beneath the hog pen but overall she could have killed 40 to 50 people that's scary and we don't know if she's dead or not, because that body definitely wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. That's scary. So, people freaking came from everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. For this. And Belle went from being hailed like the heroic mother that died in the fire, to being the Indiana Ogress. To being that bitch. And a lot of people actually... <laughs> I can't... <laughs> well, once everybody started figuring out what happened, they were like, they went from being like, oh my god, this poor mother, her poor children in the fire, and yeah. then they found the bodies, and they were like, oh my god, and they started calling her the Indiana Ogress, and a lot of people compared her to Lady Macbeth. Oh. And in case anybody doesn't know, or has not read Shakespeare, Lady Macbeth is the husband of Macbeth. From the wife. The wife, sorry. Um... You said husband. Do I say husband? I'm sorry. <laughs> she looked at me so confused, like, why'd you say that? I was like, yes. He's the, the wife, wife of Macbeth, <laughs> who spends the entirety of the play, like, tormenting her husband, telling him he's not good enough, like, yeah. trying to plan his murder so that she can be queen. Yeah, she's a bitch. And she's, she literally, in the end of the play, goes insane and commits suicide. Like, yep. that's leading Beth. In case you don't. No Shakespeare. I was forced to read it many times in high school, and I never had to read Macbeth, but I've I've seen the opera. I so. had to, I had to read Macbeth, so I know it. Because it's Macbeth was actually one of my favorites to read. Macbeth is good. Um, but that's a very abridged version, obviously. So if if you're interested, honestly, read Shakespeare. It is difficult to read sometimes, but I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it. there's you can literally look up like Spark Nuts. Yeah, and it'll explain to you what they're saying. So. Exactly. Don't do that. Read the actual book and then read what they say they said. They actually sell versions of Shakespeare's books with translations. On the one side, yeah. So you can actually, like, read his his writing, his original writing, and if you're like, what the hell? It'll be a translation if you need it. On the other side. Yeah, I've seen those. Um, Which is actually very helpful. We had those in high school the first couple times that we read Shakespeare. Really? I didn't have that. Yeah. The teachers were like, fuck you! See, my teacher... I had had one teacher in high school, which, if he ever finds his way to listening to this podcast, Mr. Corbman, you are a great English teacher. But (laughs) at the time, I was, like, this stereotypical ninth grader that I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. And we were reading Romeo and Juliet, and... He kept calling on me to read. He was one of those, like, that when you read the book, he went around, he'd just call your name and you had to read. We did that, too. And he would call on me a lot. Like, he'd, like, call one person, then call me. Call another person, call me. Call another person, call me. Really? And I was like, it hit the point where literally he called me and I was like, why do you keep picking me? 
I literally said, why do you keep picking me? Because I was so upset because I have really bad anxiety and I don't like public speaking. Right. And so I was literally reading ahead to make sure I had read through it because if I haven't read through it, I get so nervous. Yeah. And I like can't read. And I was like, so I'm like trying to rush to read ahead. And I was like, why do you keep calling on me? And he was like, because you're good at reading this. Because I just, like, the I could actually... Well, but you were reading ahead. That's the thing. I could... When I can fluidly... Like, Shakespeare's writing is not easy. No, It is not. old, old That's English. And it is really hard to read through and read, like, normal sentences where right. you don't stutter and have to pause and it's stop hard. and reread. And I was okay. I was... I give myself the... Bring my... Toot my own little horn here. But I was... <laughs> I'm good at... I'm good at reading. Yeah. And I was good at reading Shakespeare out loud. And he was like, you're good at reading this out loud. That's why I keep calling on you. And I was like, oh, thank you. I'll read now. Oh. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'm sorry for yelling at you. And... <laughs> but ninth grade me was like, what the fuck? Um, I've been like that too, so... I get it. Uh, anyway, so... After this... Ray Lamphere gets arrested on May 22nd of 1908 for arson and murder. And he pleads not guilty to both of them. This is the, uh, the this other is hand, hand, hand. the first hired hand, hand that she okay. fired. And they testified, this is where the teeth come back, he testified that the teeth found were not bells. And the way that they actually prove this is they have, excuse me, um, they actually had a couple witnesses come forward that say they saw the sheriff plant them. First oh, okay. They were like, he pulled something out of his pocket and then magically picked up teeth. And <laughs> they actually recreated it. They took teeth and performed the same gold bridge work that she would have had in her mouth. Yeah. And they put it in a kiln. And, or I'm sorry, they put it in a blacksmith's forge. Okay. So basically heating it. To, that is my dog shaking. <laughs> Hi, Bee. What you doing, Abelia? Hi, pretty girl. Yes, you're the cutest. <laughs> um, she knows she's cute. She gets away with everything. Um, so they put this the teeth with the gold, uh, the gold bridge work into the blacksmith's forge, and they heat it to the same temperature, temperature. that the fire would have been about. Okay. The teeth crumbled and the gold melted. They were definitely planted then. And so they were definitely planted. There's no way they would that have survived. This, this like section of teeth would have survived that fire because that house was in crumbling. The gold the probably wouldn't have even survived. It probably would have fucking melted. Exactly. There uh. this is like it is not possible. Oh my god. And <laughs> so after that, they also had the coroner the coroner come forward and he explained that along with finding strychnine in the stomach of the headless woman, he also found strychnine poisoning in all three of the children. Oh. So all of oh the kids God. and the woman were dead before the fire. Okay. So Belle's just like, gone. Maybe. You'll see. Question mark. <laughs> so based on this, they were like, okay, we can't really get him for murder because right. they're right. They were dead before the fire. The only thing we can really prove is that he lit the fire, but that was just based on a couple witnesses, even though he says he didn't do it. Okay. So they found him guilty of arson, not murder. He received 20 years in jail, 
but he actually ended up dying only a year and a half into his sentence. Um, oh. December 30th, 1909, he died of tuberculosis. Oh, okay. Go. So then, on January 14th of 1910, Reverend E.A. Shell brought forward Ray's dying confession. Oh, all the secrets! Ray told oh. of all of the crimes that Belle had committed. Oh, God. And he also said that she was alive. Oh, no. He, he explained that he never murdered anybody himself, but he very much helped Belle cover up many of her murders. <gasps> okay. Which, you know, would have ruined her. Yeah. She, he claimed that she would charm her victims. They would come from wherever. She would cook them a home-cooked meal. And depending on how fast she wanted to kill them, she would either poison their food or their drinks during the dinner, or she would wait until they had gone to bed, she would chloroform them, and then smother them to death. That's <laughs> so fucked. Okay. And <laughs> he said that she would then take the victims to her basement, where she would dissect and dismember. Isn't that where they found all that stuff? It's where they found all the bodies. Uh... Her kids and the supposed body of her, the headless one. Oh, God. And she, he said that when she was too lazy, obviously, they would get fed to the pigs. I hate that. And I really hate that. Otherwise, she would bury them. I really hate that. Because means, that means the majority of the time she was just too fucking lazy. Yup. I don't like it. If you ever seen that Criminal Minds episode, we were just talking about it. We took, like, a break for a second because the dog. And that episode freaks me the fuck out. It is so screwed up. Because they're like, oh, look at all this shit we found with the pigs. I'm like, no! no! <laughs> we don't want to know. I don't want to know about the pigs. <laughs> Ray also explained that the headless woman in the fire was a random woman that Belle had lured from Chicago, promising her the job of a housekeeper. Oh, bummer. She bashed her in the head before chopping it off and throwing the head strapped with weights into a nearby swamp. Because you said she lived near kind of... Oh, okay. The three children had been chloroformed and then smothered to death. And she, he said that Belle had dressed this woman in her old clothing before starting the fire and leaving the house. But how does he know all of this? Oh! This Ray crazy. said he even helped her get away by driving her to a, a town called Stillwell, which is east of Laporte. And when he got there, she dropped her off at a train station, and he's never seen her again. So he was so in love with her that even after all this shit that she did, he helped changing, her get away. The, changing the will of whatever... He helped, he her, helped her anyway. Oh, I don't like it. Okay. He claimed by his own count that Belle committed 42 murders. 42. That's crazy. And I said it's over 40. And that was just after he started working for her. Remember, she was killing before he was hired. He was yeah. hired in 1907. She was killing husbands back in 1900. Uh, okay. <laughs> so there's more. And according to him, she had stolen upwards of $250,000 from 
from Can you imagine how much money that was back then? Oh, no, no. No, no, no. That's back then. Yeah, which is now is like millions of dollars. Today, that's $7.8 million. That fucking... Yeah. (laughs) I had to do that. I was like, I have to figure out how much money that is. And I was, I like, used like 18 different freaking calculators and they were all like 2.7, 2. 2.8. 2. I was like, or I'm sorry, 7.8, like 7.9. I was like, million, Holy crap. million, million of dollars. And more that's, than more money than we've ever seen in our fucking lives. It's more money I will see in the next four lives. Exactly. Um, and local banks also came forward and admitted that Belle had emptied her bank account shortly before the fire. She's gone. She's in the wind. Oh, yeah. Fucking bitch. <laughs> I can't. So, Belle was never found. They never found her. That's crazy. Um, Wait, and she's such, like, a tall person. You'd think that... She's kind of easy to spot. You think you should be easy to spot? I mean, but back then, they don't really have the technology. It's not like they can just pull up some security cameras That's and be like, true. oh, she was on this train. That's That true. didn't really exist. So I think about that. It's highly believed that she escaped that day and ended up traveling somewhere else in the U.S. and just living her life of luxury with all her money and no kids. She, remember, she she, uh, she was going to leave everything she had to her kids, but then she killed her kids. And after that, everything was supposed to go to the orphanage, but she took all of her money. That's, so they don't get shit. Nobody well, gets shit. Well, obviously sh- the kids don't get shit because they're dead. But, nobody like, nobody gets Nobody anything. gets shit. That's fucked. And there is, um, it is, so the lead sheriff on this case said that about every month he got about two to three reports saying that somebody had had seen her. Yeah. And that lasted for years up until about the 1930s. Wow. And there was one sighting that is still to this day, they have no idea if it was actually her or not. Incredible, yeah. And there was a woman in Los Angeles in 1931 by the name of Esther Carlson and she was arrested for poisoning the wealthy old man that she was supposed to be caring for to acquire his money. Oh! Many said that Esther bore a striking resemblance. Because she just portraits. Oh! To Belle. Shit! Uh, the, the thing was, Esther claimed to be 61 years old, and in 1931, Belle should have been about 10 years older at the age of 72. But somebody can easily be like, I'm only 62. Exactly, you can back, lie about your birthday. Okay, back then, it's not like... It's not hard to lie about your birthday. Exactly. So, Esther denied being Belle, and claimed that she had lived in Hartford, Connecticut her whole life, even during the times of all these murders. Okay. She said she had no idea what the heck they were talking about. She was like, I'm not Belle. And they had actually found photos in this woman's possession oh God. that resembled her three children. Ah! Oh, I don't like it. I don't like Okay. So they looked almost her. identical to Lucy, Myrtle, and Philip. Her last three kids. So you killed them, but you kept pictures of them, you fucking sicko? No shit. That's immediately what I said. What I was like, fuck? you fucking murdered them, and then you kept photos. You are an asshole. What a... Yeah, if this was her. No words. There's no still words. an if, because this was never proven to be her. Okay. But, unfortunately, before she was put on trial, Esther died of tuberculosis. No! Esther! Yep. So. Okay. Um... 
And they actually brought photos of Esther to people in Laporte and like tried to be like, is this Belle? Does she look like her? Yeah. And it was too even of a split of people saying, yes, it is. And no, it's not. Oh, that makes me so mad. Right. Okay. There was no decision ever made as to whether or not it could be actually her. That's so stupid. Um, I God, I need to stop losing my place. I need to like separate my notes better. (laughs) (laughs) I do that sometimes too. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, oops. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) So in November of 2008, um, they actually got, um, permission from descendants of Belle's sisters okay. to, um, dig up her body. The supposed body. The supposed body. Okay. Which they buried next to Peter Gunnis. That pissed me off. The, the Oh my God. The headless body that they couldn't even prove was her. They buried it next to the man she murdered. That made me sick. And... They got the permission to dig up the body to try and test the DNA. So it was grad students from the University of Indianapolis that actually found DNA on one of the envelopes from the letters that she had sent to Andrew. Wow, okay. Unfortunately, there was not enough DNA on the envelopes to make a positive match. So Uh. they dug her up and it ended up not being enough. No. So to this day, they still have not proven if that is actually Belgonis headless in the ground. I don't think it and is. And based on everything said, I do not think that that is Belgonis in the ground. Definitely I not. am 100% convinced that she got away that day with all of her money, lived her life of luxury. Because how many, how many life insurance policies slash, like... You said that he emptied, like, his bank accounts one po- at one point and, like, paid her. Like, how much, how many payments of that did she get? We don't even even know how exactly. many. Exactly. So, when Ray says that she collected that much money, there's more after that. Because uh-huh. you have to remember, he's only counting the people that he knows about. Right. And he doesn't know about the people before or after. So, he doesn't know uh, about all the insurance policies that she collected. And there's like so much more. So, she, the 7.8 There's million, a fucking money trail. It's usually the... I'm sorry. I can't. It's usually the husband or wife. I'm sorry. Yep. And I watch too much forensic files <laughs> to know. But to this day, they have no idea where Belle Gunnis went or if that's her in the ground. Or what's happened. She got away scot-free. I mean, either way, she got away scot-free. She either died or she took yep. all her money and ran. With all of those possible victims never getting an answer. I can't. That blows my mind. I'm my mind Isn't is blown. That, oh, you mind. texted me that picture the other day of like, this is just like some of the victims, and it was like up in the teens. Uh huh. And I was like, yeah. And then you kept naming more, and I'm like, I'm literally like sitting here counting <laughs> on my fingers, and it, and you stop, and you're like, that's not counting the people she murdered before or the people that they like actually found buried, and I was like, that's like. Oh, that's like 50 people. Yeah. 50 <laughs> people. You were like, I'm going to count. And you held up your hands. And I was like, you're going to need like 20 hands. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I literally was like, okay, what am I on now? 30. Oh, uh, what am I on now? 40. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. What a great case. That case blew my mind. I, w- I went to that I and I was it. like, I really had, I had never heard of her before. 
And I started Googling her, and a lot of sources came That's up. what happened with Albert Fish. And I was like, I wanted to know. I couldn't remember the name of H.H. Holmes. I remembered it was Holmes, but I couldn't remember H.H. Yeah. And so I was like, what is this? And I just typed in, like, Holmes serial killer or something like that. And then all these, like, that's what gave me the America's first idea. Yeah. Was all these serial killers kind of popped up, and there's Albert Fish. And you click on him, and the first thing that pulls up is, like, the Wikipedia. And it's like serial killer and cannibal and vampire and you're like what <laughs> and you just go down a foxhole mm-hmm. like you can't stop once you're down it it's crazy and i want to do i would love to go back to this topic at some point and do there's so many cases like mini like mini sods where Minis! we where we each cover like a mini story because yes. Back, there's so many. Especially because back then, there's not a lot of evidence for a ton of them. But, like, yes. I came across some that were, like, the vampire of blah, blah, blah in the cannibal of Kansas and this and that. And, like, I couldn't. There was literally one that was, like. See? It was, like, some cannibal from Kansas that, like, ate freaking, like, 10 to 30 people. And I was, I like, know. what the heck? And I tried to find more information and I oh. couldn't. And it was just enough that I wanted to be, like, okay, this would be, like, a good short story. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do more minis. So we'll have, like, coffee runs, and we can do that, and then we can do, like, these mini subs, too. Yes. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yes, Please. yes, 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 yes. Because we are planning a coffee run soon, guys. Yes. We so need soon. To do that. And it's from, it's from last month's topic, and it might not happen until, like, late October or early November. Say, our coffee runs aren't going to always match up with the topic, because... But we want to do them. Yeah. It's so much fun, and we had a great time. I actually was looking at, like, some of our, like you know, stats and stuff on Podbean. And one of them said that, like, the coffee run to John Jamelski's house is one of, like, the biggest listened-to episodes. That Seriously? Yes. yes. And I was like, really? Because, like, we were just like, ha-ha-ha, <laughs> It's like a 15-minute episode. You don't see anything. Like, you just listen to us be like, oh, my Look God! Look at the house! <laughs> it's right there! But, yeah, so we are planning so many more. And see, we have so many ideas of places that we can go. Because, I mean, we would love to do a coffee run. We did Villisca last week. Oh. We would love to do a copy rent to Villisca. Oh. Mind you, is it going to cost a shit ton of money to go to Iowa? Yes. Yes. But we will plan it because... We will do it. It's 400 bucks and we could bring our boyfriends and the husbands... And torture them? <laughs> no, Ryan said he wanted to go Is to it? Jamelski. He was upset that we didn't take That's him. That's true. He was upset we didn't take him to Jamelski. Tyler sorry, could Ryan. probably live without, but he is a good If with Ryan's there, he'll be okay. Yeah, if Ryan, they'll be two pieces <laughs> they're, of pot. They're, they're best buddies, so like you put those two in a room together and it's like they're good. <laughs> well, your mom, even last night at our like little event, was like, oh, they're like two peas in a pot, aren't uh-huh. they? And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, they yeah. are. And then they... All also started like dating and marrying girls that are also very similar so what yes. does that say about them <laughs> anyway but yeah we are planning another coffee run and we're so excited it's closer to us yes and it, it does relate to a topic that we've done in the, the last month think, or two did we talk about it i think we've talked about it before oh yeah we're gonna go see stuff in rochester yeah so if, if that's not you know arthur shawcross she, she just she's blurred it up <laughs> she found like all like his dumping ground and found his apartment complex and it's still standing so we're gonna yep. we're gonna force the boys to come we're gonna bring a thermos of coffee and they're gonna drive while we heck yeah talk in the background on our coffee cat coffee coffee <laughs> our coffee our bus! i love it on our coffee bus yeah <laughs> we're so excited about all the things that we want to do coming up and we're so oh, excited no. about next I'm so excited about next month. I'm sorry. Because this month is like spook, it's like pre spooky month, and next month is like 
Spooky month. Spooky. And I actually might switch with you because November, guys, my birthday's in November. And so I want to kind of do a birthday episode that's me. Okay. So maybe we'll do two episodes in a row that, that are, are you. Because there's one that I want to cover my birthday weekend. Okay. And it might not relate to the topic. It might not. But there, I really want to cover it because I didn't that's know. Fine. I didn't know, actually, because I listened to this podcast um, on the ParCast Par, P-A-R, Cast Network. Yeah. Um, and I know that Morbid has a that's, podcast. That's where Morbid on, does theirs. Yeah. But they have a Serial Killers podcast, which, like, every week they go through a different serial killer. It's really neat. It's very informative, very, like, this, then he did this through this, you know. It's not, like, people talking. Yeah. But it's very good. We, I liked it a lot. And then the other one that they do is, like, a day of, like, True Crime Daily or something like that. It's, like, oh, something cool. every day that's, like, it's mini. But the episode that they have on, like, my birthday from when I listened to it last year, I was like, I have to cover this. <laughs> I'm so, I mean, before I even know we, knew we were going to have a podcast, I was like, I, like, if I ever do a podcast someday, this we have to the, talk about it. This is the case. It might not have anything to do, but I mean, I'll tell her what it is and maybe we can work it into the theme. But if we don't, if we don't, it's just yeah. going to be its own kind of thing. But we'll I have work. to, I have to. We'll make it work. It happened on my birthday. I have to do it. Yeah. I have to do it. So, um, I was, I was legitimately shocked when I read what it was. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin it. Oh, uh, I, I, I think you kind of know what it is. I've talked about it before. I'll tell you after this. Say, you have told me before and I am I like, want it. I want to do it so bad I've because never, there's like, I, you, you know, I love my cases where it's like true crime and paranormal. Mm-hmm. So I love those cases. Oh, love they're those so cases. much fun. So they're, they're really, they really are so much fun, especially if you can find a lot of paranormal. Cause sometimes people don't post that shit. Yeah. I was a paranormal. I, that's one place I will forever give. And that's why we drink an applause because M does amazing telling her stories. She gets so in depth with the stories. I don't know she where tells. you find all that shit because I had a hard time she finding all the Velisca stuff. I, like I've been, I've been playing catch up because I'm a little bit behind on the recent episodes. We've been like, so busy and we don't want to listen to other people's podcasts to get our own information. Yeah, we don't want to be influenced. So, but like we're trying not to. I, I was listening and Em like kind of branched out and she also does like aside from paranormal, she also does like conspiracies and. She covers like aliens and I can't like she <laughs> I can't she recently you covered, if you want to cover aliens that's fine but I, uh, I will never they freak me I out might. I might have they to cover freak aliens me out I'll be point. like okay I'll do demons or something but which <laughs> also freak me out there's gonna be an episode where I cover aliens and in the background you'll just hear Macy going la 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 she got fingers in her ear I don't like them I don't like them they freak me out aliens are really actually freaky I'm pretty sure they exist. Probably. I mean, who fucking knows? Our our universe is so vast, and then there are millions of other universes outside of our own universe. Okay. So who the fuck knows what fucking is this? You know what really freaks me out? I'm not going to say. Have you ever seen, it's a picture, and it compares, it's a picture of the universe, and then it compares it to the molecule, a picture of a molecule, a pencil eraser, and they look identical. I don't like it. See? And I'm like, we live in somebody's eraser. And I literally (laughs) saw, like, an article the other day. Who knows if it's true? There's so much shit on Facebook or nowadays, guys. Please just vet your sources. But I passed it very briefly, but I did not read it because I don't like aliens. And it said that they found evidence of alien life on, like, Venus. No way. Yeah. If that's true, that's fucked. And I'm scared. 
I'm scared for the for our race. If if you guys have read that article, let us know. Well, I mean, because that's scary. Just this year, they have come out and they have confirmed that they have on record sightings and videos and pictures of UFOs. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, Mm-mm. the Air Force. Sorry, I just like blanked on the what well, the Air Force. Of course, the Air Force has them. Well, that's they, that's all I think of. Is like they literally came out to Earth and they were like, <laughs> "We have these records that are like this is to us a classified, unidentified flying object." I don't like it because this was in the sky and it did these weird things and this is what happened mm-hmm. and they they literally released all of these documents uh-huh. and they were like, "This has actually happened. This is from the Air Force. This is from this is credible military sources. Like this is a thing." And it blows my mind. And everybody's been like, we fucking known, but thanks for proving it now, you Yeah, seriously. I mean, who the fuck knows what's real? Who? I'm serious. I like, I don't know. We are definitely not alone. I mean, I feel like we're not. I feel like we can't be, especially if like, I just can't. Just look how we've developed this planet. Exactly. We, I mean, and the fact that they think we've stemmed from dinosaurs and freaking I love dinosaurs. And... You know, you I love it. <laughs> but like, you think about it, we had the ice age and the meteor and all this stuff, and we still managed to form life here. And exactly. we, we sustain it. We've grown to adapt to the way this environment is around us. I don't like it. And they've said that they've found planets, and even though they're not in our galaxy and they're freaking millions of year, light years away, they have found planets that resemble Earth. our own. Yeah, with the it's same crazy. type of atmosphere, water and land and oxygen and things like There's that. There's so much stuff. And they're stuff. like, there is no way that this planet does not have some type of life. Even it's if it's legitimately like they say this, that space is the new frontier. It literally is. Mm-hmm. I, guys, we finished it. Woo! Woo! Click. <laughs> that was the first time in a while. We've li- I know. literally gone It took right me a little while because I talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you're... We're, we're telling the story and we're trying to finish this bottle of wine. And the person listening usually finishes it very quick. It's the, so easy to sit back and be like... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and, but the person actually telling the story doesn't finish so quickly. Anyway. Wow. We've been talking for a while. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We just love talking and we love hanging out with y'all and we love doing this. Yes. Macy, tell them where they can find us. Oh, okay. So you can find <laughs> us on Instagram and Facebook at Buzzkillers Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Hit us up. Hit us up. And um, you can send us an email um, at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our awesome website that Nicole has designed. Um, she's pretty great. And um, <laughs> She's pretty great. She's pretty great. Um, I'll Macy, admit it. I think you're pretty great, too. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> and we have our we have little bios about ourselves on there yes. we have um things about the wines we're drinking and we have a whole section where you can listen and um also you know you can email us from there on the contact page mm-hmm. send us send us your creepy paranormal stories we'd yes. love to do more paranormal episodes and we'd love to and start doing more minis we'd also i'd also really i would love to share people's stories yes i that is one of the biggest things that actually freaks like, me the fuck out but i morbid, love it both morbid and then that's why we drink i we talk about them so much but they both, they're so but they're but they're really like they're, what, they're our influence like, they really what made us like so inspired exactly. to do this we love you guys and like 
I love, like, I know they freak you out, but listener episodes are some of, my, some of my favorite because <laughs> they are. They're real life stories. Exactly. Like, I, mean, I know everything else is a real life story, but like when it's like somebody random that's like, oh yeah, there's one this time, weird thing happened. This weird fucking shadow came crawling across my ceiling and choked me in my sleep. And you're, you're like, like what? what the fuck? Like, yeah. I want to hear that story. We I want to get it. chills and I want to be freaked out while I'm reading your story and sharing it with people. <laughs> yeah. So send us your shit. We want to hear it. We want to know all about it. All, all of like your hometown murderers or serial yes. killers. Or any of like the older time, like we were doing America's First. So if any, if you have any America's First in your town, tell us if you've seen some yeah. of these places, or if you know anything. Got anything that matches our topics? Shoot it over. Yeah. Oh, or just your own fucking stories. Yeah. We just want to hear anything. from you. It can be anything. We love it. We're and not. We're limited. We're not limited to true crime. Like we'll go anywhere. We are so excited just to have you with us, and we're just we're just so fun, having so much fun. So and one last time, just don't forget. Film Noir podcast. Yes, Film Noir. Listen Check to them. Out. We love them. Check we them out, please. Because they are fantastic and you will not regret it, guys. You won't regret it. It's super fun and I, I really enjoyed listening to them. They, they were so cool and they seem so like so much fun. Yeah. And so, I mean, girls, if you want to do a collab in your future, <laughs> we us, are your people. Hit we, us up. we hit us up. We would love to do that. <laughs> and um, so, listen to them and send us some mail. And I'm trying to think if there's any more business. I don't think so. Girl, I don't think we got anything. We're else. gonna send you your October topic. Yes. This week. Keep I mean, up. this I is saying, a week behind. Guys, this, this is week. the time. Follow our social media because this is where we put up everything. You want to know next month's topic? Follow our Instagram and our Facebook and our We're posting Twitter all the because time. Because it all drops at the same time and we post daily and we update and if you want to know stuff, that's oh, where also, to go. Oh, also, last thing, cool things that are happening. I, I, want, I forgot about this. Yes. Places you can listen. Apple Podcasts. Yes. Spotify. Podbean. Now you can listen on Amazon um, Music. On Amazon Music. On Google Podcasts. And I'm working on Pandora Podcasts. Sweet. We're a little bit of everywhere. We have to wait like a couple of weeks. I submitted to Pandora, so it might take a little bit. But we are submitted, and I will let you guys know when that's finalized. But definitely yeah. Spotify, Apple, Google, and um, Amazon. Amazon. Definitely we listen. We got that email the other day that was like, welcome to Amazon. And I was like, we've been waiting. Ah! We thought that maybe we missed it or thought that see, maybe we couldn't. We, we, I'm for we a, were sure. I see, for the longest time, I thought I was filling it out wrong. I was yeah. like, I don't understand why this isn't working right now. All you have to do is give your RSSS feed, and it was I just was, like... What the fuck's happening? And I think it was just that they were still kind of working on their kinks. Yeah, and I was definitely impatient. I was like, why is this not working? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we added Pandora, too. I'm still waiting for their confirmation from them. Um, But, yeah, we're, like, guys, everywhere you can possibly listen, except YouTube. But we're working on it. We're working on YouTube. We're working and on YouTube. Guys, please, we love you. If you love us, drop us a review. Exactly. Share us. We appreciate the living shit out of all of you. And if you could just boost us up, give us some, give us some stars. Give us some love. Give us some love. And we've just been so excited because this last month things have like really, like we've been looking and like we have listeners from everywhere. So yeah. we're so excited. We love that you're with us. We love that you're yes. listening. Um, let us, yeah, just let us know what you want to hear and give us feedback and we Shout just, it out. We love you. We love you guys. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks. And we'll be back at you next week. Yes. And it'll be that's October. Awesome.
I'm so I'm telling you this. The, I'm so excited for this first episode. Right. I've been doing research for weeks. So I know, it's gonna we've be been talking pumped. about this topic for so long, and I'm so ready. Because we started talking about it at that trip. Yes. So it was yeah. like, two, what was that, two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah. And we were like, oh my god, did we just figure this out? We just figured this we out. We figured it out. We, half the time we're like, do you want to do this? Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. We're fine. We we're really just like, just have so much fun doing I know, whatever. we're just like, we don't care what's happening. We're like, this is great anyway, we do it, so. Exactly. So, keep listening, and, you know... Keep being our lovely buzzards. As I don't know if you like that name, but I'm going to call you that. You're a buzzard. You guys are our buzzards. You're our kids buzzards. Yeah. I love it. And um, uh-huh. keep listening, and uh, we'll come back at you next week with our spooky, spooky uh, stuff. I mean, yeah. I can I, I mean, I can only imagine Halloween. It's like speaking ah, of Halloween, so, so I'm not going to give anything away. But um, be ready. Just be ready for some crazy shit because October is spooky, spooky month. It is our month. <laughs> it's we like are... okay, so if this is spook season, this is spook, spook season. Yeah. So we're, we're and ready. I mean honestly, also that's another reason to follow our social media because Macy and I are planning like the world's greatest Halloween. We are so excited. And there is going to be so many updates coming at you. We're going to be posting every little fucking detail. And we're going to post our Halloween costumes. Yes. And we're going to post the party because it's going to be bomb. So it's, a, it's like a, it's a costume mandatory party. So like there is going to be pictures and everything Yeah, yeah. Just be way. ready for the end of so, the month because October is going to be so much fun. October is going to be amazing. We are, <laughs> we are pumped. Anyway, we love you all. Thank and you for listening. Keep listening. If you're here right now and you have listened to us blabber for the last half hour, I love you so much. We love you. <laughs> and we'll never ever forget your kindness because you guys are all so awesome and are, we've gotten so much love I so I just really love it. Anyway li- again, shameless <laughs> plug, listen to Film Noir. Yes. Film Noir podcast. Um, we love Do them. It. And they're great. So um, we'll have a great evening you guys. Catch you next time. Catch you in October! Woo! Woo!